Welcome, friends, to today's program. I know you're going to be blessed because this is God's program, not ours. And God's in charge of what we have on the program. So just know that what you're fixing to hear today, it's going to be an anointed teaching from Melinda Carroll, our own Melinda. And it is going to be just what God wants you to hear. So stay tuned. Get the wax out of your ears and listen because this is for you. Melinda. Amen. Amen. Well, delighted to be here. Praise God. And um, thank you for watching our program. Um, The title of my message today uh, that the Lord prompted me to, uh, you know, share with you today is called Rehearse It to Reverse It. So how many out there need some things in your life to be reversed? You don't like the situation you find yourself in and you want things to be different. Well, there's a way that you can, um, by the Word of God, you can change things and uh, bring good things where there's been bad. Amen? I mean, there is a way. God's provided that, and it's through His Word. So we're going to be going into that today. And, you know, when I looked at the rehearse it to reverse it, I thought about something else. We need to say it, the Word, say it, uh, believe it, so that we can see it. Amen? We need to say it and believe it so that we can see it. We can see the things come to pass that we want to see in our lives. Amen? And just let me tell you this. There is no situation. I don't care what it is. There's nothing too big for God and no situation that He can't take care of. But you have a part to play in it. You've got to believe it. You've got to uh, speak it. You've got to declare it and stand on the Word of God and never give up until it comes to pass. Amen? So the Word of God is something we don't just try. It's something we don't try. It's, it's a lifestyle that we need to learn to live every day of our lives. You don't use it just for the benefits. You use it because God says in His Word, and it's found in Hebrews eleven six. but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Those that believe Him, those that come to God, must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Okay, Do you believe that He's God? You need to believe that He's God. And if you believe He's God, He is going to reward you when you diligently seek Him. That's what His Word says. So we need faith if you want to please God. And I want to please God, don't you, Bobby? We want to be God-pleasers. And so we got to have faith. Amen? So in Isaiah, I want to read some scriptures. Isaiah 43, 13. It said, Indeed, before the day was, I am He. And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work and who can reverse it. Don't you love that? Oh boy, that's becoming one of my favorite scriptures too. I work and who can reverse it? Well, God can. Amen. God can do all things if we only believe. It says uh, nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Deuteronomy 23.5 says... But the Lord wouldn't listen to Balaam. This is also uh, yeah, found in Deuteronomy. The Lord wouldn't listen to Balaam. Instead, he turned the intended curse into a blessing for you because the Lord loves you. Now, there was someone in that particular uh, scripture who was get, trying to get Balaam to curse the people of God. And he refused to do it. And you know what? This other commander was saying, I'll give you lots of money. I'll give you lots of livestock. I'll give you anything you want. Just go curse them for me. And he refused to do it. 
So it's saying here that God re refused to allow him. He told him, don't you curse them. I blessed them. And let me tell you something. I don't care what anybody tries to do to you. If you're a child of God, you've been blessed by God. And you cannot be cursed. Amen? Yeah. Not, not to throw anything off track here, but today, I think people have missed the import of, of what that was saying uh, about blessing and cursing with our, with our words. Yes, exactly. And there was... Uh, so much, what was so important in that society at that time was when a, a family had children and there, were, there was an elder son and then maybe other sons, uh, the elder son would uh, receive a blessing from the father. Yes. Well, all the children would eventually. Yes. But it was an important thing that he actually spoke the blessing exactly. over that child. Yes, yes, It wasn't word. assumed. It wasn't passed down through wills or anything like that. It was spoken over. And here we have uh, a prophet who's being bribed to, to speak a curse right. on the family of Israel. But he, uh, God won't let him do it. But yet this, this evil king had that much faith in the fact that what this guy said would come to pass. Exactly. He was he was terrified, really. You know, that's why he was offering him everything he could think yeah, of, but yeah. and it didn't I work. We, we missed that. We've totally missed that. Yeah, yeah. God's Word works, let me tell you. So I'm going to listen to what the word rehearse. The title of my message is rehearse it to reverse it. Listen to what re rehearse means. It means you're, you practice, you prepare, you train. Listen to this. You mentally prepare or recite words that one intends to say. Constantly. It says mentally prepare. You're mentally preparing yourself. You need to because when the winds and the waves and all hell comes against you, you better have the word of God down on the inside of you so that you can speak life in a, in a death situation. You know, and, and it, God's word works when we work it. Romans 10, 8 says, but what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. It needs to be in your mouth and in your heart. Romans 4, 7, 4, 17 says, As the scripture says, I have made thee a father of many nations. He's talking about Abraham. This is true before God. The one Abraham believed. The God who gives life to the dead and speaks of things that don't exist as if they are real. What are you speaking today? Are you speaking about things that don't exist as if they're going to? Are you speaking uh, to your body who is maybe sick inside? Your body is sick. Are you speaking health to it even though it doesn't look like it exists yet? Are you speaking to your finances? Your bank account looks like it's drained. It is drained. There's no money into it. Are you looking at that and saying, I don't have, you know, there might not be money in there, but I'm believing I'm going to see it because it's coming. God's going to provide. Amen. We call those things. It says, this is what the Lord does. He gives life to the dead and speaks of those things that do not exist as though they are real. In other words, that they're already real. Uh, amen. Mark 11, 23, 24. If you only have faith in God, this is the absolute truth. You can say to this mountain, rise up and fall into the Mediterranean and your command will be obeyed. 
your command, not somebody else's mail, uh, command, your command coming out of your mouth. You can pray for anything if you believe, and it's yours. You have it. It's yours. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive you your sins too. This is key. That comes right after it says, if you believe anything and don't doubt, it's yours. You have it. You're not going to have it if you're holding unbelief. I mean, a, a unforgiveness towards something. If you're harboring uh, unforgiveness, you're offended at somebody and you're not letting go of that, it hinders what God wants to do for you. Just always remember that. And you could be speaking to the mountain too. Your face turns blue and it isn't going to work. you got to get your heart right with God. Amen? Matthew 19, 26 says, With God all things are possible. I just quoted that a little bit ago. We've all heard this scripture, but few of us understand or apply it when we're faced with circumstances. We must remember that God has a solution to every problem. He has a solution, and He knows how to resolve them, and He knows how to reverse our situations. God knows. Hallelujah. He can wipe your slate clean that you can start all over again. He's a, he's a slate cleaning God. Amen. <laughs> oh, praise God. He gives you another chance to make it right, even if people think all is lost and there's no hope for you. Let me tell you something right now. I don't care what you've done. God washes your sins away, it says, and he remembers no, no more. He casts your sins as far as the east is to the west. Amen. That's the God we serve. We must get into the Word of God and position ourselves into whatever our situation is. Bring the Word of God into it. Bring God into our situations because He's the one that will help us fight our battles. Here's a dynamite scripture. Listen to this. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Your tongue, not anybody else's. Your tongue. And they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit for either death or life. Mm -hmm. What you're speaking every day, think about it. Am I speaking words of life today or am I speaking words of death over my situation? Am I being negative or am I being positive? We need to tune in to what we are saying. We need to be calling those things that we don't see yet with our natural eyes like they already happened. The word works when we do what it says. Okay, Proverbs 6.2, listen to this. You are snared with the words of your lips. You are caught by the speech of your mouth. What does snared mean? It means you've been caught. You're saying something that's not good with your mouth. And because of that, your things aren't working well for you. You're snared. You're trapped by them because they're not words of life. They're not words that God says concerning your situation. Amen? Listen to Proverbs 12, 6. The mouth of the upright will deliver them. Wow. I want to have a mouth that brings deliverance yes. to me. Yes. I want to be speaking words of life over me. Not I want to be speaking deeper. words of life over my family. Even though they might be far away from God, I, I will say what God says about them. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And God said that salvation is for not only you, but for your house. Amen? For your house. I want to be speaking words of life because it says the word 
of the up, upright. The mouth of the upright will deliver them if they're speaking the right things. Hallelujah. Yes. yes Listen Lord. to Jeremiah 1.12. I am alert. God's saying that I am alert and acting over my word to perform it for you. He can't be active and alert and performing something for you if it goes against his word. He wants to hear his word. He wants to he wants to hear life coming out of your mouth. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how you feel. Keep pounding, keep ambering the God what God says about your situation. He wants you to give up. He wants you to become weary and say, this here's what he wants. He wants it to, to let me tell you something. A lot of times it gets worse before we get a breakthrough. The situation actually many times becomes worse because you're being tested. And the devil wants you to give up and he wants you to throw in the towel and say, you know what, this isn't working. This is just not working for me. And then you just, you give up on it. Yeah. No, as Marilyn Hickey used to say, which is an awesome Bible teacher, play till you win. Play till you win. Rehearse it to reverse it till you win. That's when you stop. And you know what? You might stop on that. But for the Christian, we don't ever stop until we're gone, until we're in heaven with Jesus. Amen? Because there's always right. things we're either standing for ourselves or other people praying or for our world or whatever it is. There's always things to pray about. Amen? Yes. Listen to John 6, 63. The words that I speak to you are spirit and life. Jesus' words, he says, are spirit and life to you. Jesus' words penetrated the spirits of men. And when you have the word of God living inside of you, your spirit, uh, your spirit, you speak spirit words and that will work in the world of the spirit. And they also dominate the physical world. Those words are not only going to dominate the spiritual world, but they will dominate the physical world. Amen. And that's why it's so important. These words are spirit and life to us. Romans 8.37 says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you asked me to, you, you seek to kill me. This was Jesus talking to um, people who were against him. Because my word has no place in you. Does God's word have place in you today? Is God's word living on the inside of you today? If it's not, it can be. You just have to make a decision. I'm going to follow him. I'm not going to go back to where I was. I'm turning away from this lifestyle. I know I don't have the power to lay down a lot of these things myself, but God will give me the strength and the power. He will help me overcome my flesh. Amen? He will help you. So, uh, the scriptures belong to you as a child of God. These scriptures belong to you if you're a child of God. And you need to claim them and receive them as yours. Because they do belong to you. Amen? But we have to claim it. We have to believe in it. Now, Jesus spoke many times in the Word of God to reverse situations while He was here on earth. Listen to a few of these. He spoke to the invalid who suffered 38 years lying by a pool of Bethsaida. He said, rise up, take your bed and walk. That's found in John 8, 5. There was a man with a withered hand. He said to the man with the withered hand, step forth and stretch out your hand. And his hand was restored as whole as the other one. That's found in Mark 3, 5. Jesus turned situations around. Amen? He spoke it. And God and the Holy Spirit performed it. Amen? Listen to this one. Jairus' daughter was dead. She died before he could get there. He got there. He walked in. Here's what Jesus said. Do not be afraid. 
Don't let fear rule you. Fear is the opposite of faith. Rebuke fear when it comes against you. Jesus said, fear not, only believe. Little girl, I say unto you, arise. And immediately she arose. That's found in Mark 5, 41. Now, in Numbers chapter 13, there is a story of 12 spies. Okay, they were sent by Moses to spy out the land of Canaan, which that's where Lord, the Lord was sending them. Ten, ten came back. Eighty percent came back with a negative report. Ten, even though God said, he said, Bobby and Frank, I've already given you this land. It's just up to you to go in and take it. I'm promising this to you. But you go over to that land, you see it, and you come back and you're saying, hey, there, there's giants in the land. They gave up. Uh, we can't overcome them. We're not going to be able to slay them. There's this. There's that. Every excuse. 80% came back with a bad report. Only 20%. 20% were positive. The spies that were negative had an invisible bag of excuses. Here's some of their excuses. The people cried all night against Moses and Aaron. Oh, we wish we had died in Egypt. We wish we were left back there. Oh, let's raise up another leader to take us back. We want out of here. Oh, we want to go back. We don't want to stay here. Oh, Jehovah's just going to kill us here. And, they're going to, and he's going to kill our children too. My God, what confession. It makes me want to put my hands over my ears and shake yes, my head. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. We're going to become slaves here. They're going, to, they're going to take us and we're all going to be slaves. Uh, they talked to stoning them, picking up stones and stoning Moses and Aaron. And listen to what God says. Pay attention to read when you read the Word of God because God asks questions. Listen to the question He asked Moses. How long will these people despise me? Will they never believe me? Even after all the miracles that I've done for them, my God, He pushed back the waters at the Red Sea and they went through on dry ground and then they watched Him bring back the waters and wipe out the whole entire army. Of Egypt that was coming to destroy them. That's right. He gave them water out of a rock. He gave them quail. They wanted meat. He gave them quail. I mean, he did miraculous things for them. And yet, they still didn't believe him. They still didn't believe him. They wanted to go back. So, you know, it's very important how we, how we believe the things that we say out of our mouth. It's very, very important. Now, the Lord led me to bring something today that I want to read to you. And this is out of uh, Kenneth Hagin's. It's called uh, Health Food. And I have this book and I love it so much. And I read one of his health food uh, uh, words every day. And listen to what he says. God heals you through your spirit. Listen to this. As you say the following confession, notice what happens on the inside of you. And he's given Psalm 107.20. It says, God's word works. Repeat that to say God's word works. God's word works. He sent his word. He sent his word. And healed me. And healed me. And I no longer have. I no longer have. Sickness and disease in my body. Sickness and disease in my body. Glory. Now don't you feel life when you just spoke that? They just spoke. They felt life when they spoke that. Now listen. Then he says, did something start to leap and jump on the inside of you? That's your spirit getting excited. Your spirit knows you're on the right road. And your spirit also knows when you're on the <laughs> bad road. Yeah. Now your mind may not have grasped what you just confessed. In fact, your mind may still be trying to get hold of what you just confessed. Your head may be saying, I don't understand it. But if you'll listen on the inside of you, 
you'll find that there's something down in there that's thrilled. That's your spirit man. Your spirit knows the truth of your confession. Your spirit man knows. God's healing is spirit healing. Not mental healing or physical healing as medical science teaches. God's healing is spirit healing because he is a spirit. God heals you through your spirit. He doesn't contact you through your mind because God's not a mind. He doesn't contact you through your body because he's not a man. He contacts you through your spirit. So when your head doesn't understand some things, your spirit will be just thrilled. Now, this was the confession for the day. What we just read. God's word works. Psalms 107.20 says, He sent his word and healed me. Uh, and I no longer have sickness and disease in my body. Amen? Amen and amen. So, you know, God's word works. Like I had said when we work it. And, you know, there's just been time in my own life. I, I've used this over and over again. Whatever the situation, whether it be a court case, whether it be uh, finances, whether it be family problems or issues going on, whether it's healing, uh, whether it's uh, something else, you know, maybe uh, you're, you're believing God for a mate, uh, you know, whatever it is, there are scriptures in the word of God that you can speak out loud your mouth and confess so that what is going on at the time, and, and that's what we're calling rehearsing. You're rehearsing it. You're, you're speaking those scriptures out so that you can hear them out loud, so that they get in your heart and your spirit. And, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, over time, sometimes it's quickly and sometimes it's not quickly, but you're going to begin to see a turnaround in that situation. You're going to begin to see that situation reversed in your life when you begin to do these things. Yeah. Amen? Yes. You know, there, there, there has been times when I have, uh, uh, you know, just had to believe God and confess God, you know, uh, for a better employment. I mean, and I, I had told on one of the programs about how because I refused to do something that wasn't right, uh, I got let go. Uh, they let the company go that I was working for. So therefore, I was no, no longer uh, employed in this company. But what I forgot to mention to you is that God gave me, as, Bob, as he did for Bobby, a better job. And I got paid more money. And not only that, after my training, I got to work from home. I didn't even have to leave my home to, to go to work. I didn't have to burn my gas up. So not only did I make more money, I was making more money because I was, wasn't having to burn go, uh, gas. So, you know, God's the God of a turnaround. Uh, my husband and I have been through so many financial uh, trials and tribulations. And we have seen God come in and turn situations around that absolutely looked impossible. I remember uh, just one little story. Someone, uh, you know, we were lacking some money to pay a bill for carpet. We were in the middle of building a log home, and we didn't have the money to finish uh, at that time to finish paying the carpet bill. And we owed uh, to around two thousand dollars. And uh, I would go by every time on the way to church. We would pass this business, and I would hold my hand out, and I would say, "Father God, I thank you that you meet all our needs according to your riches and glory." That's the scripture. I'm confessing that promise that God promised me out my mouth and I would say God I thank you that you're bringing in the money to pay this bill it's your will for us to pay this bill that's his will <laughs> that we pay our bills and I said so Father I thank you I don't know how you're going to do it but I just know Father God you're going to do it 
and later on uh, some time passed by and uh, we got all moved in in our home and uh, we had a little uh, housewarming and people were coming uh, to uh, see it and come in and uh, we had somebody come in and they handed us an envelope and they said uh, don't open this right now just open it up later you know after everybody leaves and so that's what we did and I went in and opened it up and they had written us a check for the entire amount that we needed to pay our carpet out. Wow. Praise God. Now, Praise God. the Word, I'm going to say it again, the Word will work when you work it. Uh, I was constantly having to believe God uh, at the time to meet our needs. Uh, there was another time we didn't have gas. We didn't have enough gas in our vehicle. And uh, so somebody needed some milk for their baby, and I happened to have milk. So I was going to bless them with milk. But I didn't have the gas to get over there. Mm. So uh, I had to basically say, well, I can't. And, you know, we're just, I finally had to say we're low on gas. You know, I just mentioned it. Mm. And the next thing I know, uh, you know, somebody's blessing us with, you know, uh, getting our vehicle filled up for us. You know, so, I mean, God will take care of you when you serve God. He'll never let you down. He'll never forsake you. But He expects you to stand on His Word. He expects you to rehearse his word to begin speaking it out your mouth god says uh when you have a problem i just read it mark 11 23 24 it says if you have faith in god this is the absolute truth you can say to this mountain it says speak to whatever mountain is your face whatever it is whether it's financial whether it's healing uh uh, whether it's uh, sickness and disease in your body whether it's unsaved loved ones whatever it is it says speak to it Tell that mountain to be removed and cast into the sea and don't doubt in your heart. And it says if you uh, listen to him and you speak to the mountain uh, that uh, and you believe in your heart that it will be yours. It will happen. It will come to pass. That's what he says. Yes. But you've got to speak to your mountain. Are you speaking to your mountain? Are you just wringing your hands saying, oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh God, look, listen, let me just tell you something. Bad reports are not a pleasant thing to receive. But the first thing out of our mouth should be when we hear it is no, no, no devil. No. Just remember that. If you can't say anything else, just say no devil. No. I, I say no. We're not receiving this. You know, my sister-in-law, remember what she said about her husband? She said that the Lord already told her before she walked in to first see her husband and he was hooked up to all kinds of stuff. He said, what you're about to see is a lie. He was preparing her. For what she would see to believe, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this around. Yeah. I'm gonna reverse the situation for you. Amen. 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 Exactly. You got anything yeah. you want to add to that, Bob? No, it just, just that one verse that goes along with this. It's always been a favorite of mine. By our words, we're justified. Yes. By our words, we're condemned. Yeah, that's a good one. And. Uh, Every day we need to ask God to take charge of our words. Amen. If you're not born again, ask Jesus to come into your house, your heart today and believe that He's the Son of God and you will be born again a new creature. I encourage you to do it. Amen. Amen. We're running out of time again. This is Bobby. And Melinda. And Frank. God loves you. Yes, yes you. And so do we. See you next week.